0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Betting Life Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Life, empowered by our friends at Unabated. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. As always, I'm joined by Peter Jennings, aka CSU Ram 88 of Unabated. Pete, thanks for hosting the show last week while I was traveling. That was a great episode with you and our friend Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And now we are moving into week five. Here to talk a little Thursday night football and highlight some of our favorite bets for the week, as well as some of the lines that have our attention. Pete, uh we are doing very well in picks contest across the industry. Not as well as just general sports bettors. Well, I mean, what's uh what what do you think is going on?
1: Yeah, um my my weekends are basically I'm, I'm winning cars on uh you know on college football Saturdays. It's going excellent and then I'm losing a house seems like every Sunday outside of the picks contest. Uh I am cashing right now in the 50k Pick'em contest over on DraftKings and doing quite well over there. I think we both went five and zero last week, so that was fun. But yeah, the actual uh, bets have not been going well. Most of what I've counted uh, here has not gone well. But hoping to get the ship going the right direction uh, here in week five, I actually like quite a few of the plays more so than I have in uh, previous weeks.
0: All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's start with Thursday night football, uh, of course we have this matchup, uh, I mean, rather uninspiring matchup. And I think it was in prime time last year as well. Uh, the bears at the Washington commanders, uh, this is I believe five and a half across the market. Uh, it touched seven at one point and then was aggressively bet back down, uh, 44, 44 and a half is the number, uh, for the total in the market. Pete, is there anything that you like in terms of the larger markets here?
1: Yeah, so two things that I, I like, and normally these, this kind of goes against a macro trend, but the market's adjusted. Uh, historically, you've been able to print money just betting unders on Thursday Night Football, but they've brought those down. And I do think this is actually a really good overspot. Um, we saw last week the Bears put up some points. Their defense has been horrible all year. Everyone's been able to score against them. So. To me this is a pretty interesting spot to take the over uh, I really think you need to pr- you know be price sensitive I like the over on 44 44 and a half makes me a little bit more nervous uh, I think it's probably close with the juice there so I do have 44 and I also like a prop that's correlated with that uh, you know most places are gonna price appropriately if you parlayed them but uh, two separate things I do like uh, is the over on the game and I like how over one and a half passing touchdowns which is plus 104 on Caesars which is a much better price than everywhere else. Uh, DraftKings, MGM, FanDuel, a lot of the places are at minus 115 or higher on the over for one and a half passing touchdowns. So I like what I've seen from Hal. He's running the football well. Uh, He's creating a lot of plays, and I think this is a great spot for him to get more than uh, two two or more passing touchdowns, which plays really well to the over as well. Uh, What do you like this week in this game?
0: So I'm with you on Sam Howell. I mean, even from a fantasy perspective, he's one of the guys uh, I've highlighted this week in my Friedman's Favorites piece. And then from the prop betting perspective, I have over 12 and a half rushing yards, minus 135 at DraftKings. I have the projection here at 21.7. Uh, and, you know, as you mentioned, he's running the ball more. Uh, in college, he showed pretty decent rushing capabilities. And then this year uh, he's gone over this number in every game, but one and uh, in the one where he fell short, he had 11 yards. So still pretty close. So I think it's not really like a question of, you know, is he going to have some rushing upside that we see? It's just, you know uh, if he actually does take off to run, does he get over this number? Cause I think he is going to be running at some point, but in terms of the larger markets, I don't really have uh an opinion here on on the side. I have this projected at 5.6 so right in line with the current market. I do lean towards the over. Uh with you there I have 45.3. So not, you know, crazily out of line with the market. Um and I I don't think I will be betting this, but uh if I had to choose a side here, I would be taking the over there. Uh and I do have the same Howell bet logged in the 100% free bet tracker at Fantasy Life. All right, getting into the rest of the week two slate here. Pete, what is the first bet that stands out to you as one of your favorites? Well,
1: the first bet that stands out is pretty gross to say, because I literally have lost a a nice house on this team so far this year, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I like the money line. There's a minus 126 out there. You can compare, you know, the the spread, which is like minus two, minus one and a half more juice in a lot of places versus the money line. Uh, the best price that I've seen at this point in time is minus 126. And this is just kind of betting on some regression. Uh, it doesn't feel great. Stroud's been unbelievable for the Texans. I think he obviously is uh, the quarterback that you'd want to take number one overall thus far. It's a super small sample, but uh, really impressive how he's uh, throwing the ball down the field, not taking sacks, not turning the ball over. Uh, I've been really impressed overall, but they've had so many injuries. I just have to imagine that's going to catch up to them at some point in time, specifically on the offensive line. I I just worry for the Texans that, you know, any sort of regression from Stroud, who's a rookie, uh, given the woes they have at the offensive line, I think they're very vulnerable. And the Falcons actually are much better at the line of scrimmage. Ritter has been horrible, uh, which is not, you know, what you want to have with your favorite bet, betting on a quarterback that's been horrible. But, I just think the Falcons are a much better football team overall, have a much better roster, and uh, I really like this money line. And I think they can control the ball running, uh, which is what they want to do and play good defense versus this team, especially if they can get some turnovers, some sacks, put the Texans in bad situations. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm banking on some kind of long-term regression. And, you know, if you look at, like, the original opening line here, this has moved so heavily in the Texans' favor, and I just am willing to bet on kind of the macro here. That the Falcons have a better roster and uh, are a better team.
0: Yeah, it's a hand in the glove type of situation in terms of what our bets are here, because one of my favorites is Falcons minus one and a half. And so, you know, betting it on the spread, betting it on the money line, I think that there is some value here. It's a buy low spot on the Falcons who've lost two games in a row on the road while scoring just 13 points. Uh, And now they have a game after having just played in London. And so, I think it could be really easy to look at what they've done in the short term and say that you want to bet against them. But I think, you know, this is pretty much the reason why you would want to be on them, right? They are at home and they do have a significant advantage in the ground game. Uh, On offense, they're still number eight in rush EPA, number 10 in rush DVOA, going against the Texans defense, that is numbers 25 and 28 in those metrics. And so, yeah, I feel like we are on the side of the lesser quarterback, which feels really disgusting. C.J. Stroud, I think, has been super impressive through four weeks, but given the way that the Falcons choose to run their offense and given that the Texans are weak defensively in that area, I think the the delta between Stroud and Ritter isn't as significant or won't have as, as much of an impact in this spot, and you know, Pete, to your point about the the Texans' offensive line injuries, I mean, it's I think it's been amazing what they've been able to do uh, to navigate those injuries. But at some point, those injuries have to matter. I mean, they are missing like four starters and then several backups who would be starters on the offensive line. At, at some point, when you're like trotting out multiple third stringers who all played along like uh, alongside each other, like this is going to matter. So, I'm with you there. You know, this line opened around three, got bet all the way down to a pick'em, and then sharp money has moved it back to the one and a half two area where we see it now. So, it feels uncomfortable to be on the Falcons, but we are both on the Falcons in this spot. All right, your second bet here, what is it? Yeah, and one, one other
1: just quick point that I made, meant to mention. With the offensive line, you know, they have so many backups and third-string guys, and they really don't have depth. And, you know, you have another injury, which, you know, happens all the time in these games. Like, it just gets harder and harder to, to, you know, fill in those spots. And, you know, a huge part of the NFL is at the line of scrimmage and the replacement level that they're dealing with, given they're so thin. Uh, I just expect, you know, any sort of injury is going to be a significant drop off. They're already kind of have this thing hobbled together. So uh, I do really like the Falcons as gross as it is. is. And my second favorite bet is also pretty gross. I'm on the Jets. Uh, Plus 114 on DraftKings. Right now we're recording here on Wednesday. That's an exceptional price. Uh, It's the best price in the market by far. And in general, I've seen this from DraftKings a couple times. They had actually an arbitrage available, which is super rare. In the NFL. You almost never see that anymore. But they had, you know, the Jets at plus nine and a half, whereas the whole market was at seven and a half before tip-off last week. In addition to that, they also had the Falcons at plus three and a half in London, well ahead of anyone else. And when the market was at three. So DraftKings is actually taking some really strong stances on some of these lines. Uh they're basically really shading the line towards kind of where the public's picking. Uh so I think there's really big opportunity there. Uh, with DraftKings. It's something that I'm looking to take advantage of. I have already bet this here on Wednesday and mostly bet uh, later in the week because of the higher limits, but made a small limit bet here on the Jets. And uh, I just love this spot Uh, in general. I think the Jets are a clearly better team than the Broncos. Um, The Broncos, you know, maybe people have a little bit of hope after last week. Uh, They got lucky to beat the Bears, who I think are right there with the Broncos. It's one of the worst teams in the NFL. And the Jets have a great roster. Uh, Their defense is elite. Uh, Brees Hall now has no limitations Uh, they have really good players around Zach Wilson and really the issue is Zach Wilson's play but last week had to be a bit of a confidence booster he clearly is an athletic guy Um, not saying he's a good quarterback by any stretch but if he can play even slightly below average uh, I think the Jets are just a far better team even going on the road here so I'm on the Jets plus 114 is an amazing price and uh, just based on the unabated line it's showing as a point nine percent edge as we're recording here on
0: Wednesday. So in the look ahead market last week, I bet on the Broncos, which I like immediately regretted. Um, the, the one thing I will say that I, I do think is going kind of underappreciated with the Broncos, they're quietly number four in offensive yards per play. Like they I, I like I don't want to say that they are actually good on offense because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of inconsistency and a little bit of like smoke and mirrors, but they are better on offense than I think they are getting credit for in the market. And the Jets defense hasn't been elite this year, the way it was last year. I think it's still a good unit. It's just not an elite unit as we were expecting when they entered the season and they haven't in all fairness, they haven't had as much help from the offense as we would have expected entering the year. So if I had to pick a side here, I would probably still like reluctantly go with the Broncos. But like the real answer is I wish I wouldn't have bet it. And uh, I can see how things really unravel for the Broncos because as well as they have like quietly played on offense, it feels like it's a little bit fake. Do you have any thoughts on that, Pete?
1: Yeah, I do think the Broncos offense is a little bit better than kind of what people think. Uh, you know, the Jets have played really good offenses so far as well uh, in general, and they did a great job against the Bills. They haven't been elite overall, but uh, Wilson has not been doing them any favors. And I'm still buying just the talent that they have overall, especially uh, on the defensive line. So I expect them to be one of the top units. Um, and really, this is just more a price thing um, than anything. Like, plus 114 is just such a great price uh, relative to the rest of the market. So that's why. I'm, I'm excited, kind of fist bumping it in at this point in time, but yeah, I do think the Broncos have some hope at, you know, on offense with, uh, Russell Wilson and, uh, the receivers. And, uh, I just think their defense is really, really bad relative to previous years. The only, you know, certain still great, but outside of that, they're, they're looking pretty weak.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the worst defenses, uh, you know, charted, uh, in the DVOA era through the first month of a season, which is kind of incredible considering how good they were even just a year ago. Uh, so yeah, uh, we will, we'll will see what that game I am on for my second favorite bet here, Rams plus four and a half versus the Eagles. Uh, I grabbed this in the look ahead market at plus six. So happy to have the, uh, the closing line value here. I, I could see how this could even move a little bit more towards the Rams. Uh, If it got to three and a half, that wouldn't surprise me. I doubt it gets to three. I think if it got to that point, you would see immediately sharp money buying on the Eagles at that point. But, you know, I think anywhere from three and a half to four and a half is where the settles. Um, I'm high, like I'm high compared to the market on the Rams. Um, I just, I have been since the season started. And I think that has been justified. And as the season has gone on, I've continued to stay ahead of the market with the Rams. And even without Cooper Cup, they've been a top 12 offense in EPA, success rate, DVOA. And I think there's a good chance the Cup returns to action this week. And the Rams are still the only undefeated team uh, against the spread this season. I like the matchups that they have. You have Cup in the slot going against cornerback James Bradbury, who is a good perimeter receiver. (coughs) a good perimeter receiver, but he's playing out of position because of injuries. And as a result, that means that Josh Joby, a backup is now playing on the perimeter and he's going to have to go against Puka Nakua and two, two Atwell. So I like the wide receiver cornerback matchups that they have. I think that ends up making a difference in this game. I have this projected on the other side of three. I have this projected at plus 2.6. So I would bet it all the way to three and a half. Pete, any thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I do like this spot in general for the Rams. I think the Eagles are still slightly overrated uh in the markets. And Matthew Stafford is just such a stud. I mean, that I think we have to give him a ton of credit as one of the generation's best quarterbacks. Um, he's been unbelievable. He's made so many receivers elite in terms of fantasy production. And uh yeah, it's just remarkable uh, you know, how well he's playing. And you know, the game winning drive in overtime, they kind of stumbled there at the end, but Uh, He was a little beat up and still led the Rams to an overtime victory with a touchdown. Uh, I just have been unbelievably impressed with him. Uh, They still have some really good players on defense. I thought they were going to be worse overall, but uh, they've kind of held it together. Aaron Donald's still a lead, and the rest of the defense is playing pretty well. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to be uh, high on the Rams and that it certainly paid off for you. And it's a spot that I think is interesting because I still think the Eagles are a little overrated. So, uh, in general, looking to bet against them with the injuries they've had. And yeah, I think this is a great spot for the Rams.
0: So we had um, Rufus Peabody, obviously uh founder, one of the founders at Unabated uh, on the show yesterday. And uh, he talked a little bit about the futures market. And he thought based on a, uh, a simulation that I ran at Unabated using the Massey Peabody power ratings, that there was value on the Rams to win the Super Bowl at eighty to one, uh, we, we will see. We will see. It's it's well, aggressive, but you know you can you can kind of see how it might happen because they are they being the Rams, they are a better team than I think most people uh, still credit them for being uh, in the market right now. All right, so Pete, let's look at a couple of games that we haven't bet yet, but we are eyeing some of the lines that are out there, and one uh, that you are looking at is the Giants as massive underdogs on the road going against the Miami Dolphins here. This number is, you know, plus 11 anywhere, I think plus 11 to plus 12. Uh, What are you, actually, I don't think it's gotten to plus 12 yet, but what are you thinking uh, when you're looking at this line here?
1: Yeah, so another reason I'm down a boatload in NFL betting is I've backed the Giants far too many times this year, and it's just been soul-crushing every time, not even a sweat. Uh, they get you know, boat raced by the Cowboys. The Seahawks game, Daniel Jones is horrible. Um, but there's a couple things here that I, I would just want to make sure I'm on uh, paying attention to and maybe can get some value. Uh, if they can get help with the offensive line, specifically with Andrew Thomas coming back, which I thought he might come back last week, got ruled out on Friday. Uh, it sounds like he's close. If he can come back and or Saquon Barkley can come back, uh, you know, in general, running backs don't matter, but I do believe Saquon does. That really helps this Giants team. And it's just another spot where the whole world is still going to want to bet the Dolphins. I love this Dolphins team. I'm still really high on them. Uh, They've historically not played well in Buffalo. Um, I still think they're, you know, a Super Bowl contender. Uh, But, you know, no one wants to bet the Giants right now. So my view is that this line will continue to shift towards the Dolphins. Uh, I would be really interested in the Giants in the 13 range. Uh, I'm somewhat interested in the 12 range. Right now there is a money line out there uh, plus 477, which is a really good price, 10 cents better than the uh, unabated line. But yeah, I just it's it's a throw up spot. I haven't made this bet. I don't feel good about it. I certainly need the injuries kind of to break right for the Giants. I need to get people back. But it's a classic. Everyone's betting one side, and there might be some value on the other side uh, come Sunday. So. That's a game I'm looking at. Uh, it's pretty embarrassing to, to kind of go back to the well with the Falcons, Jets, and Giants. Uh, but here we are in week five. Uh, what, what are you thinking about in terms of a, a bet that you're you know potentially eyeing here for week five?
0: Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm with you on, on the Giants. This isn't the one I was thinking of, but I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I haven't bet it yet. Uh, I kind of want to see where the market goes. I feel pretty confident it's not going to touch 10. And if it does, then it would get moved back up. Uh, So I think there's a a better chance that it hits 13 than hits 10. So I'm kind of waiting to see a little bit where the market goes. Uh, Like you going to evaluate the injury report, see if there's a chance of some of these players come back. Uh, The game that really has my attention is Steelers plus three and a half hosting the Ravens. And this is like, you know, one of those disgusting spots. Like the Steelers looked so bad in week four but this is one of those back the Steelers type of situational spots. Under head coach Mike Tomlin, they're 55, 31, and four against the spread as underdogs, 74, 62, and four against the spread at home, 56, 42, and four against the spread in division, and 53 and 40 against the spread off a loss. You know, like there are so many things that are kind of aligning for them in this spot. And like, for the sake of absurdity, like if you stack all of those situations on top of each other, Tomlin is 4-0 against the spread as a divisional home underdog off a loss. In fact, in that spot, he's 4-0 straight up, 4-0 on the money line. So like, I, I'm i not saying blindly bet this, but like this is one of those spots where historically the Steelers have done well. Um, that said, they looked so bad last week that I don't know if I can actually get there, but my projection does show some value on the Steelers. Part of it, I just kind of want to wait to see a little bit with the injury report. Are we getting Kenny Pickett? Are we getting Mitchell Trubisky? I think it's probably going to be Pickett. I might actually prefer this a little bit more if it's Trubisky, but um, I. I don't know. I think either way, it's a little bit nasty. Pete, do you have any thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah. If I had to pick a side, it'd be the Steelers as well. It doesn't feel great. I don't think there's a huge drop off, with Pickett to Trubisky. Uh, I still think their defense can play really well. It's kind of a gross game and you just take the points within the division. The Ravens have so many injuries. So, you know, this is one where I want to kind of see where things go. If you have an early read on some of the injuries and and kind of what's going to happen, In terms of the line, maybe you take it, but uh I'm gonna definitely see kind of what transpires in practice reports and see if I can read the tea leaves uh for some of these injuries. But yeah, it's a divisional home dog uh against the team that you know I do have a lot of respect for Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens in general as an organization, but they just had so many injuries. So uh I lean Steelers at this point in time. Uh, but I have not bet this at all.
0: Yeah. So I have it projected at 1.7. So on the other side of three there, um, I imagine I will probably be betting this um, You know, by the time we get kickoff. All right. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on a kind of out there thing that you believe about week five, something that you think will happen.
1: Yeah. So I already hit on the Jets and I'll, I'll just kind of double down on, on what I see with the Jets. Uh, I think they win comfortably here. I think Brees Hall's, you know has a real shot I mean obviously I wouldn't predict this outright but I, I think it's you know it's something crazy I think he's number one fantasy running back uh, no limitations they shouldn't be playing Dalvin cook Dalvin cook is like basically the worst running back uh, that's getting you know consistent touches right now at least in terms of his production so get Brees Hall more involved and then I guess the really crazy thing is I think the Broncos defense is so bad that Zach Wilson plays well uh, I think he gets it going with those legs uh, they set up the run really well. Maybe you can hit some good play-action passes. It's gross. It's awful. I just think this Broncos defense is horrific, and I think the Jets get rolling. I like the Jets to win outright. And, uh, yeah, I'm parlaying all those things together. Jets win. Brees Hall, number one fantasy option, and Zach Wilson looks decent uh, as my crazy out there thing for week five. What about you?
0: I mean, I can see it. I can see it. The, uh, the Broncos are number one in most fantasy points allowed to running backs. So you're you're already like in, in the right lane there, you know, and they are, I mean, just absolutely horrible against the pass as well. So maybe Zach Wilson can look good in this spot. You know, the bears are, I think, number 32 in past DVOA, uh, past EPA, past success rate. So a uh, great, great spot for you there. Uh, I hope it works out. I am on Christian McCaffrey playing well enough in week five that he enters week six as the MVP favorite. Uh, this is aggressive almost certainly not going to happen but right now he's number seven in the MVP market 20 to one at Draftkings he has moved up a lot in the past uh, two and a half weeks uh, after week two before week three, he was 80 to one at one book in the MVP market and I grabbed him then so he has moved up aggressively in just two games since then um I fully expect to lose the bet. But I think if there is going to be a non quarterback who wins the award, I think it's Christian McCaffrey. And just look at what he's done in 18 games with the 49ers. That includes the playoffs over 2,100 yards from scrimmage, 20 touchdowns. You know, I mean, that's, that's very good. That's like uh offensive player of the year caliber numbers. And if he's on a 49ers team that is number one in, uh, in the NFC, I think he will be live to win MVP uh, versus Brock Purdy, who I think will have good efficiency numbers, but not enough overall numbers, not enough volume for voters ultimately to choose him, to choose him. And Chris McCaffrey's usage has been exceptional this year through four weeks. I mean, he's been out there a lot, especially on the high value snaps. 91% of the snaps for short down and distance, 94% long down and distance, 100% of all the all of the two minute drill snaps. That information is from our fantasy life utilization report. He's leading the league right now in scrimmage yards and touchdowns, Uh, 600 yards, seven touchdowns, and number two running back, Elijah Mitchell missed last week, could miss this week with a knee injury. And then finally a high profile game going against a Cowboys defense. That is good, but is vulnerable in the running game. Number 27 in defensive rush success rate. So I think if Christian McCaffrey has a big game and if Josh Allen has something of like a, a come down game, uh, you know, going against the, uh, the Jags in London, traveling across the pond. Uh, you know, if that happens, I could see how Christian McCaffrey, you know, come Monday morning is the MVP favorite, a tight MVP favorite. All right, Pete, let's close it out. We've been doing well in picks contest. Talk just a little bit. If there's anything that's catching your eye right now, some strategy for the week five picks contest that we are in.
1: Yeah. It's something I'm super proud of that we built it unabated. It's a really simple tool. Uh, obviously we have the unabated line that updates in real time with the, you know, kind of a mix of the sharpest books that we back tested to make sure that they're, you know, where we have the right blend of sharp books uh, for each sport. And it's just super simple. You get stale lines in these contests. So you get to compare, uh, you know, a sharp, efficient line in real time to a stale line. And it's been excellent. Uh, You mentioned, I think, you're 16 and 4 thus far in your contest. I'm mostly 15 and 5 and 16 and 4 so far this year. And it's gone great. Obviously, that's just kind of the chalk hitting. But you'd be surprised how few, not how few, but like a, a huge percentage of the pool is not playing this way. So uh, right now we're in a great position where we can kind of just continue to ride the chalk. Uh, but if you are down, you can start to play the game theory as well. Uh, if you're way down, maybe you're taking opposites of the chalk plays, but you can also take kind of lower tier plays that are you know showing some edge, but not as much as the the top plays. Uh, so to me, it's something I'm really proud of. It's really simple. It saves people time. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed these uh, contests a lot last year, made some money. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome kind of Having some success on Sunday, uh, losing tons of money on the on the big bets, uh, but uh, hopefully it can run well the rest of the year to get some of that money back in these contests. Uh, it'll be fun to kind of chase those throughout the year, or not chase, but uh, hopefully be up in the in the you know mix to to win some big money at the end of the year. So I'm loving it, and it's uh, cool to hear that you're doing so well with the the, the pick'em contest as well.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it has been using this tool at unabated and, you know, thinking about some game theory, if people are starting to get into that point where you think you might need to be a little bit contrarian, I expect some of the longer underdogs. So Panthers giants, I think they will have minimal exposure in some contest. Uh, I can imagine that both the Cowboys and the 49ers in a high profile game will be popular selections. And then I think some of the disgusting and short home favorites, like the Falcons, the Patriots, the Broncos, I think some of them will have lower pick rates in contest as well if people are kind of looking to get a little bit contrary in there. So, uh, just some, some big picture thoughts there. All right. That is going to do it for this best bets episode of the betting life podcast powered by unabated. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your degenerate betting friends, join the discord, see all of our bets in the free fantasy life bet tracker and follow us on social media at CSRM 88 and Matt F the Oracle. Thank you. And see you again next episode.